I had a uh, a, doc, a diet Dr Pepper when we went to uh, Carl's Jr. I don't eat at Carl's Jr., so I didn't know what to get. Well, and I got it. Yeah, some sort of chicken sandwich. The, but the double Western bacon. I mean, What's cool bacon seeing cheese. those dinos? That's what you got to go with. I feel like I've gotten that the two other times I ever been to Carl's Jr. Once was probably in high school. Once was in college, and I hated it both times. Oh, that's so. <laughs> what was it? Was it the whole experience, or was it just the barbecue sauce? I don't know. I don't know what it was. I tried a bite of Susie's and I was like, because mm, she got that. She yeah. said it was okay. Oh, um, man. I mean, it's ridiculous yeah, how much sodium Robert and Langer, in it, I saw. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I saw Robert and Anthea today and Robert told me, oh, yeah, it's like their that's like their sandwich, the Western bacon cheeseburger. So that's the uh, the one they're known for. Yeah. And they've they've had like spicy sandwiches, too. Right. I feel like they had like the ghost pepper sandwich or something. Yeah. Which, I you know, and I don't eat I don't eat fast food from. I haven't had a fast food burger that I've gone. Don't flex on me like that. I don't. I, I just don't. Like I know there's so much. I you know how you, you kind of get so far behind that you don't want to try and catch up. Right, but Carl's Jr.'s ad campaigns are pretty strong. Like you're familiar oh. that they've had like spicy sandwiches yeah. and stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, and I, I agree that the the visual quality of their um. The yeah, their corn. campaign they they did the falling burger uh, right campaign, and if you and you look at super effective, and, just great piece of filmmaking, right? And you go on Reddit and people behind the scenes show how that's made, and it's very mechanical. Yeah. It's 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 not oh, like yeah, they yeah. just you get drop the robotic stuff. arm. Yep, and it's yeah, really, out. it's like I mean, it's like four hours of I mean, not even that. It's like eight hours of pre light, and then about fifteen seconds of shooting. <laughs> I know it's it's, <laughs> but look what it does. I mean, I maybe mean, you do a few takes, yeah. Yeah, it looks amazing when you watch that. Uh, yeah. when you watch that playback. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so, anyway, yeah. Do you like spicy food? They, oh, spicy very much food. so. Oh man, I am a spiceman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you are a spiceman. So, do you watch the hot ones? Do you do you like? One yeah, I have, and I've watched the, a like few of the the really. Uh, my favorite is going to be. Um, we Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is is totally. Yeah. I mean, we were just watching uh, Forgetting Sarah yeah. Marshall last night, but Paul, Paul Rudd's is classic. And, yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. you and I absolutely look at us. Yeah, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I. One of my tech podcasts was doing, like, they are like in the whole like YouTube content creators world. So like, they're friends with that guy, and like, he gave them permission to like basically do the hot ones for an episode of their podcast. Where they did, they basically did like an episode of our oops all quizzes, but they did like oops all trivia like episode, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, and it was uh, while they were eating hot wings and stuff, and um, yeah, there was toward the end they were like crying, and I think one of them was concerned he was going to get a blister. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. <laughs> third time's a charm and he threw it in oh man yeah baby i oh man i listened to that episode twice today <laughs> mostly because i was only half paying attention um but i really liked our uh oh, our ad lib yeah oh man the remix the ad lib remix that's you're like you said once you listened yeah. to it and you said this is part of jimmy pod canon uh i thought yeah this is absolutely <laughs> something we need to keep in here yeah i've rearranged my soundboard now yeah in the number one spot is the theme song, and the number two spot is Carbon Scoring. And notice it's very clean at the end now. Carbon Scoring here looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. You cleaned so it up, though. Have like oh. there was something that happened at the end, and uh, I got rid of that. And then even the Jimmy Eat Pod theme, I had. I, I feel like it wasn't fading out before, um, and so I added a little fade at the end there. So 
Well, great, because now, uh, yeah. gosh, man, how many? Let me click this and see. 139 episodes in. <laughs> oh, my God. I've, I clicked that so long ago. <laughs> this is why you Whatever, can't go I'm to the, the full. You can't You know, 155 it. just brought in a uh, soundboard element to their pod, and I like to think that we uh, we maybe. Uh... We were the, the inspiration for that. I would love yeah. to. I would love yeah. to believe Josiah that. Josiah has a uh, has a soundbite of Machine Gun Kelly saying Jawbreaker because they're in the middle of June Breaker ah. uh, for the month of June. They're covering Jawbreaker songs. All right. So uh, let's let's get into it. Let's uh, let's look at um, we've got a grip of housekeeping. We got to get to. Oh, my gosh. Last yes, we week. We only just barely knew about the Something Loud tour. We theorized, well, I theorized that it would be an EP, and I said that this would be their Van Weezer. Then, in the Jimmy Eat World Forum on Chorus FM, previous guest of the pod, Jacob of Mrs. Ghost, also theorized <laughs> that it would be their Van Weezer. So I was very excited to see that I was in good company there. Um, but now we know that uh, as uh, when this episode comes out, we will have already heard... And we should probably do a Patreon episode where we do like a live Hell unboxing. Yeah, I'm with so that. maybe we should we should probably record Wednesday night. <laughs> um, Let's do it. I'm in. Uh, yeah, and um, and so uh, this Wednesday, uh, in theory, there will be a new Jimmy Eat World song called Something Loud. We don't know if it's from an EP or an album, um, but uh, very excited. And in that. There has been uh, some musings that uh, Something Loud showed up on the BMI database, along with a couple other tracks that were found by Jed this afternoon. Um, so uh, you did a little bit more research into that than I did. Right. So there was five tracks. There is, and all, all of this is like, this is all possibly listed on this EP or whatever it is, five tracks. Yeah. Uh, and they go as, as, uh, as such. Uh, Something Loud, Failure, Shadow, Flying on by and place your debts. Now, something loud that fits along with the tour, mm-hmm. that fits along with that yep. artwork that was leaked the, by user yep. Kiwi. Um, failure follows suit with what Ken Andrews had been had posted on that YouTube. Yeah. And if you want, I yeah. can paste the play a little play bit. A little here. bit of that. Jumped to 612 on this when he goes into the song. Have you ever struggled get, with getting forward. big guitars? His to voice sex. is so. Uh, Big guitars have a very powerful <laughs> masking trait that can be difficult. This to is navigate episode four: loud guitars without obliterating everything in this else. Case, are the classic YouTube uh, series: drums, bass guitar, and vocals. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into the details on this mix. He has like the more expensive version of my mic. <laughs> okay, so what we're hearing right now is a basic drum mix. I've done some EQing of the individual mics with one of my favorite SSL channel strips by Wave. It's the SSL G channel. Really like this for drums. Sometimes I use different ones, but for this song I, I chose this. It's a decent drum mix. You can hear everything. The kick and snare sound punchy. I can even hear the ambience of the room. Here's the stereo room. Sounds, sounds pretty good. It's rolling the bass. Mm, 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 mm. Now it's funny that there's a space sounds good. Yeah, so I've the reason people think the song is called Failure is up at the top. Now that I'm here, there's a file name. Drums. I wouldn't mind hearing says, just a little bit more. Oh, pitch. he punched in here. I can't see it. This now. one a little. Just but I'm pretty sure it's a failure. K A. Yeah. Uh, LA2A compressor. Just to bring it even more up front. 
I know once the big guitars are going to come in, all this aggression that we're hearing right now on the bass is going to seem muted. So let's roll in the guitars this time. Uh, this is the whole bus of guitars. Ooh, I love that step up. Ah. Yes. Okay, so now the guitars sound heavy. Ooh, that walk up. Yeah, man. Dominant. They're big, and they sound great. But now, what happened to the drums? All that um, ambience around the drums is kind of gone now. Okay, so how do we combat Copy that? Copy of failure, KA Mix 1 Master, YTCH. That is commensurate with the, with the guitars. First thing... Let's add some more reverb to the drums. Let's exaggerate the ambience on the drums. Here's the snare drum with now I've added a gated reverb. My guess here. is this is not called failure. My guess is the name is hidden somewhere in the YTCH. Right, and I agree with that. Of, of but it's registered RMX to the BMI database as failure. Actually a vintage so that's hardware odd. unit. And we'll add a little uh, drum room. Yeah, but it, it goes, so that's a little as bit far odd. as like the labeling goes with with the database. I mean, is it is it tied into that? Because I thought the same thing. There was someone in, I want to say in that YouTube commentary that said, oh, the song is actually called, this B-side is called Failure. But no, they were saying, no, this is mm -hmm. Failure. This is Ken Andrews from Failure. Right. But that's, right. I would not put it past Jimmy World to be using this because that was construed that way. They're going to say, this is going to be a, you know, Failure, just like, um, Inspired by failure. what's the I'm I'm, I'm blanking right now like, the, the track that they, they, they nicknamed Boss when they play Boss. live right exactly right, yeah that's the going that's the working title um as until mm -hmm. that moment when that's that's going to be pulled away that can that can stay in the database as failure but officially on that uh, officially on this EP or whatever this is going to go on it's going to be what you just you know the the file name up top whatever's hidden in there mm -hmm. that's what I'm hoping I mean I'm, I'm believing that could be. I couldn't find anything that YTCH meant anything. So, is, what, uh, did any of the other songs in the database fit YTCH? No, because we've got, well, okay. no, the other one, the only other one, yeah. So, there's Failure, Shadow, Flying on By, and Place Your Debts, nothing. And it's not YTMND. So, it's not You're the Man Now, dog. But it could be whatever <laughs> anyone thinks of what that acronym could mean. It, that could be the answer then. You're the, you're the something. I don't know. Who, who knows? Yeah. Who, who could know? know? So, the last one. So, I'm sorry. So failure, that's that's potentially what we're, we listened to just there. Shadow and Flying On By also purportedly on this album. The last one, the fifth one, is Place Your Debts, which does in this BMI database also has attribution for, let's see here. I just to make sure I got these names right. Uh, Clark uh, Beekle from Bright Eyes, mm. the drummer, and then Denver Daly, that's which right, is from yeah. Desaparecidos. Both work with Connor Oberst, all three of which are from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and so there is some kind of straight out of Omaha, boys. <laughs> there is a there is some some conversation there about a collaboration that track being a collaboration with Bright Eyes or various people that are uh, involved in that band. Those are the five tracks. That was the conversation. Minty nine hundred one was involved. Futures Past was involved. Um, we had Linux that was involved in that conversation, among others that were comment you know commentating on there but that was the gist of their findings yeah 
Yes. Well, I love I love that they're putting in the work. Yeah. You know? I know, really. <laughs> and then we come in we come in tonight and and and, uh, and kind of just do our our follow up hey, and we, then we recite we it all give back. Give credit where credit is yeah. due, right? Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. So, uh obviously, uh, maybe we've learned more by the time this episode comes out. I did wonder do we tack this on to blister before it comes out, but eh, whatever. Uh so <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, any other housekeeping, uh, that you want to hit up before we start digging into, uh, uh, blister? I think I have a couple. Th- oh no, I don't. No. <laughs> it all had to do with that. Nope. That was, uh, that was pretty much it, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the song is blister. It's from clarity. And here's what Jimmy wiki had to say, which I like. They, they listed all these different releases that it was on clarity. All editions, believe in what you want live at La Scala, chase this light tour, Brixton, Birmingham, Birmingham and Manchester academies, uh, clarity live, Mississippi nights, blister single, sweetness, single Europe live, live at La Scala, uh, believe in what you want. Greatest live hits, all areas, volume 12, modern sound files, some sort of Russian thing hits, uh, the border cross sound new rock tracks volume five hit tracks x 353 remix and we'll talk about the remix which i'm very excited about yeah um there was a 1999 cdr single um there is mississippi nights that was recorded i know i mentioned this but i have a little bit of info on this uh recorded live september 16th 2001 in st louis missouri we've talked about this show it's like their post 9 11 show uh no label or catalog number is credited anywhere on the inserts i got this uh, info from discogs the original issue of this release was pressed on a pro cdr with a front cover artwork printed on the disc face print run is unknown but various reburns with blank discs and photocopied artwork have also been circulated phoenix sessions that was record uh released november 17th 2021 it was originally aired february 12th 2021 live at la scala there was a cdr version given to street team members it came with a handwritten paper track listing and then there was a non-cdr version that's listed on discogs viva 2 german tv special 2001 that has a some sort of weird track listing i've linked to that i don't feel like opening right Mm -hmm. now clarity live that uh the clarity live show was recorded april 7th 2009 so we have a live version of that uh there was uh so the brixton academy show was february 18th 2008 uh for chase this light birmingham academy was the next night february 19th and manchester academy was the next night february 20th 2008 three chase this light shows i remember those went up on sale on their website i bought all three i'm pretty sure on cd that was uh, very exciting to get those live cds sweetness uk cd single included uh the live at la scala version um and there were two versions of that sweetness cd single both of which included the live at la scala version of this clarity german promo cassette uh uh one of those promo cassettes that had a few songs from clarity included blister and the believe in what you want dvd had a live version uh recorded at the 930 club all of that is to say track 11 of 13 on the OG release of clarity. If you want to find it on any of those other releases, you go find it. <laughs> um, uh, I've got February 23rd, 1999 was clarity's release date. Uh, and then in Japan, it was June 9th, 1999 uh, produced by Mark Trombino and Jimmy world. The reissue. I found this on discogs producer of the reissue is Chris Clow and Dave English. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Chris Clow. I remember. Never talked he, about. 
Have me we? neither. And Dave English reminds me of a kid I went to uh, first and second grade with at Paseo del Rey in Playa del Rey, David English. And I wonder, that wouldn't, wouldn't that be funny? If, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. They've, they've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, his mom was like a musician. I remember she was like the one that ran the, um, you know, the school plays and all the songs and stuff we would do at school, like when we would do a live performance and stuff. So uh, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Um, recorded at Sound City Studios and Clear Lake Audio was Clarity. We don't know where this song in particular was recorded. Written by Jimmy World Singer is not, why did I leave Jim? That's so weird. It's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Tom song. Right. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, no one featured. I just left it from you know last week. Uh, label is Capital uh, here in the US, EMI in the UK, and the vinyl is still distributed um, by Big Wheel Recreation. Uh, publishing. Okay. In 1998, it was an industry for outer space. The ASCAP website now says, do I get a pickle with that music? So like I theorized, I believe fairly recently, I have a feeling everything falls under the do I get a pickle with that music purview at the moment. Right. And if they decide to change that name for whatever weird tax evasion reasons, <laughs> um, I'm sure everything will get updated on the ASCAP website. But I do, I do have proof that in 1998, it was all songs copyright 1998 and industry for outer space ASCAP. Um, so there it is. Demo. Yes, there is a demo. We have it. I wrote, do I like this more than the one on the record? <laughs> um, and uh, there's an unreleased Clarity demos listed on Discogs. Um, it is their number 10 most played song uh, at 557 times. The most times they ever played it was in 2011, 66 times. Um, first played, according to this, and we know that this is not true, December 5th, 1997 at Skaters World uh, New Roller Jersey, Rink right? in yeah. Wayne, New Jersey. But I have an earlier version. Uh, most recently played May 22nd, 2022 at Santa Teresa Festival 2022. And that was as of when I uh, took these notes. It's possible that they have a show between now and... Although, do they have any shows scheduled right now? Um other than the ones in the fall. Maybe they won't play between when we record this and when this Yeah, nothing that's out, but, in between, though, um, no. Oh, dude, I didn't. I must not have finished taking my notes. Um, maybe I'll get back to you on notable high notes and low notes, but I do have uh, Last FM information. What's your camera? Oh, no notable high note, no notable low note, because that information from that website is only on gym songs. That's why. Interesting. Huh. Because they don't have Tom as his own entry on that website. It's only a blog dedicated to... The, you know, I guess the main lead singers of bands. And so Jim has his own page and Blister isn't listed there. Mm. Um, so 116,000 listeners on Last FM scrobbled this song 585,000 times. This is not right for me, but it says 36. How many do you have? Uh, 238, yeah, my man. That makes more sense. Good <laughs> man. Your your scrobbles are so tight. I love it. Um, this is a top five song, no doubt. Um, I have audio of me saying that this is my second favorite Jimmy World song, and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count that as incorrect. Um, there is a dope little thing at the end of the demo that we'll listen to. Yes, it is a D major key, 10 B Camelot, 167 BPM, 330 duration, and uh, that is all I have for structure and stats. Uh, if you want to go into the lyrics, let's do that now. To proceed the lyrics, you have that. That iconic guitar riff. So it's it's very short. You've got that coming in. Right. Yes, exactly. 
leading us into these lyrics that are in uh by themselves very iconic. Um and were these lyrics taken from the liner notes? So well, so I took mine from Genius except I also pulled lyrics not from the liner notes which I could have done, but I pulled them from the archived website. Okay. From when from way back when Zach was the webmaster and he manually typed them in. So okay. I'm going to go off of those. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, I think that the only reason I the, the main reason I asked was because this first line here is that it's got some quoted stuff here. Uh but it's probably because it's it's associated with you said So here we go. We'll go to a couple lines at a time. This is verse one, the first half. Take advantage of these times, you said. You let me down. It hasn't been the first time. Uh, He let her down and told her to take advantage of these times, which she's now going to take to heart. So it's one of those things where this this individual is like, maybe you're living with them and they said these novel things, but you know what? You kind of said it passively. I'm going to take that and run with it. And so... Take advantage of these times, you said. You let me down. It hasn't been the first time. So that's what's kind of getting into this. Um, the second half here. As I'm falling in the pit of fire, my mind's made up. I'm never coming back here. She's been burned, but she's not letting him win. Or perhaps she's made the decision to move on. But how? How has she moved on? And we'll see, hopefully, uh, how this uh, how this song proceeds. So... It sounds like a relationship that is in turmoil so far. Now, here's here is like listening to this album. I, it's so hard not to chant this or sing this in the car. Anyone that goes to the shows, you, you're singing out this chorus here. So I'll do all four lines at once. I got a question to post to you after this. Yeah. And how long would it take me to walk across the United States all alone? The West Coast has been traumatized, and I think I'm the only one still alive. Now, in this case, in the chorus here, I think all she's got is time. Uh, Why not walk across the United States? It's a lofty goal. Is it realistic? Not entirely, right? But she's doing whatever the hell she wants. She's she is throwing caution to the wind and saying, you know what? You you burned me. You've lost me. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Um, and and from from what we've read or listened to in this chorus maybe this happened on the west coast and she just wants to get as far away from him as possible so she's headed east maybe we all will never really know here's the question well first for one other thing first we had i think this was last year right we had the competition the the blister that's right the blister challenge right which was a lot you had set that one up it was great we had uh and it was like from yuma or not Yuma from uh from the the southern tip of San Diego, all the way up to like a northern area tip. Right, of that was Maine. very far. And we made it. We yeah, we made it. I think more than halfway. Uh, yeah. between all of us. Right now, here's here's the question that I would. I mean, let's see if we can. I I would love to be able to do that again, and then actually complete the journey. Yeah, we should. Because that was thirty days, right? It was the don't get a blister challenge. Don't get a blister challenge. Because I found it in the phrase find, and I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I so I, I have a hypothetical for you. David, you have no familial obligations. I know we talk about that often with <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, no familial obligations. Would you walk from the East Coast to the West Coast? Now here's Absolutely. Here, here's the thing. Okay. Let's say you start in Tom's River, New Jersey, to like let's say your favorite town in California, Santa Monica. I know you love it so much. <laughs> That's 2,778 miles, 911 hours straight walking. But I'll even give you a, a, a few other rules, even though you've already answered yes. You have to touch toes in both oceans. 
Uh, yeah. You have the right to say no to any ride. And third, you have to hitchhike. You have to hitchhike. Except you. Wait, I thought I was walking. Why would nah, I hitchhike? Nah, 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 nah. nah this is. The, it, dude, it's 911 hours walking. I, let's be realistic about yeah, this. Yeah, it's only 38 days. That's okay. Okay. All right. But you, so you wouldn't want to use. 38 days, no sleep. But. You <laughs> you wouldn't want to hitchhike or use any kind of public transit then? Uh, no, I would. I would. I, I feel like. Do you. Uh, I mean, I. Do you do it? Do you do it? Yeah. But I, I guess I feel like I would never have considered that to be my option. So you would beat me if we were in a foot race. And I'd be like, what the fuck? And you're like, you didn't hitchhike? If, and I'm like, dude, no, we were, <laughs> I walked. If we were going together, we would go together. We would walk. Yeah. We would walk. All, so how many days did you say it was? So, well, it was 40. It was 38 days straight. Now, I've since broke it up by 40 hours. Like, let's say we did it like it was our our career, right? Okay. So we get to take a couple days. Maybe we, we on the weekends, we just camp and hang out by a river. Okay. <laughs> it's 23 <laughs> weeks, essentially, if we round up. Oh, 23 weeks. We were hanging out yeah, for six months. Six months, yeah. Um, this sounds like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> so much so let me tell you this Susie and i are looking and i apparently have the day off from work um and i didn't i didn't look at why but i have the day off from work after father's day the day after father's day i oh juneteenth that's why i have okay uh work off on that monday uh the kids will be in school and Susie will be at work i'm going to see Every goddamn movie I can that day. I'm so excited for that day. Yeah. I don't want anything for Father's Day. I mean, I, I suppose the only way that Father's Day could get better is let me go see a bunch of movies on Father's Day and on Monday. Are and I, are you going out to watch these movies or are you sitting at home and watching these Yeah, movies? dude. I'm going to the theater. Hell I'm yeah. going to time it out. I'm going to see how long is this movie. Great. And as soon as that movie stops, I will Google, is there a post credit scene? No. So I'm going to, that means I could back up the, Damn. the next movie even further. And yeah, I'm going to. Because that would I'm save gonna, you, what, 10 to 15 minutes? Very, I, I hope to see four movies in one day, but wow. I would love to be able to fit in five. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, yes. <laughs> you Six would do months it. All right. All right. Walking. Yeah. We do it. All right. Toes in both oceans, you and I. <laughs> I'm down. I would do it. Okay. Uh, verse two. Is it just a coincidence to see you by yourself with no direction? Now, I think she feels relief and independence in her decision. And she's made the choice to walk across the United States to head east, right? There he is by himself, still having no direction in life. And I'm so bad with irony. So she's talking about going across the United States in, as an independent choice Based off of the very first line, take advantage of these times. Like, take advantage of these times. Do what you need to do. And then, and then they end up breaking up, and then she does what she wants to do. Is that is that irony, David? Oh. I'm so bad with this. I will never get iron. I will never understand irony. I always ask. So what, what, what's the A? What's the B? Um, let's just say. I, is it just a coincidence to see you by yourself with no like the person that told she said her, take advantage? The, the person that told her to... to Gave her direction. Do do what you want to do. Take advantage of these times. I'm I'm giving you some direction, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that themselves have no direction. Uh huh. Is that irony? It Is that ironic? Ir- it seems ironic. But remember that movie, Teaching Mrs. Tingle, that was directed <laughs> by the guy that wrote Scream, and I know what you did last summer, Kevin Williamson, starring uh um oh god, what was her name? Uh, <laughs> Teaching uh, Mrs. Tingle. Joey from Dawson's Creek. I feel like I've um, seen that on X Hamster. She was uh she was married to Tom Cruise for a hot minute. Um Joey from Dawson's Creek. 
and her name is Katie Holmes. Oh yeah, Katie Holmes. Um, she's Holmes. in uh, Killing Mrs. Or well, they changed it to Teaching Mrs. Tingle. And the whole crux of that movie was that she kept saying, uh, "Oh my gosh, that's so ironic." And uh, but it was never ironic. Mrs. Tingle kept saying, "That's not what irony is." And then there's the whole thing where like Alanis Morissette's song "Ironic" is actually right. not irony, but like, what is it? It's let me see. It uh. I think it's just situational. Uh, All right. I Google Alanis Morissette. Ironic isn't irony. Ironic isn't ironic. Or is it? Says copy blogger. At last, Alanis Morissette recognizes it's not ironic. <laughs> this is on the Atlantic. Jeez. Um, okay. Let's read this first paragraph. Right. This is my answer. To the right. thing. Because it has to do with a high school English teacher. For more than 20 years now, since the release of her hit, Ironic, she has had to hear every Pen, uh, pedant, every snoot, every 10th grade English teacher crow that none of the situations in her song are actually ironic. I think Danny from City Hawk and Spot has gone gone down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, the eternal question of rain on your wedding day has spawned two decades of think pieces. Here's the Times in 2008, Salon in 2014. Ironic even has a section on its <laughs> Wikipedia page entitled Linguistic Usage Disputes. It's hard to even talk about the literary device without hearing someone lament the song. Irony, apparently, was described by Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> Animated by Shakespeare and O. Hen- uh, and o. Henry and killed by a 1995 radio pop hit. R.I.P. Uh, well, that didn't answer. Singing ironic where no, where there close. are no ironies. Here's the thing. Sweet relief update. Unless I'm mistaken, the video was recorded last winter or before, not last night. Okay. Well, that doesn't answer anything. I'm not going to watch James Corden and Alanis Morissette sing a duet. So that didn't answer <laughs> anything. I'm sorry to the listeners. Uh, I, I just don't. I, I thought. I always. Okay, I, yeah, I don't Australia? know the term for it, but it wasn't from what people were joking about. It wasn't irony. It was just the hap- pure the use of words to express something other than and especially the opposite of the literal meaning. While dramatic irony is incongruity between a situation developed in drama and the accompanying words or actions that is understood by the audience, by, but not by the characters in the play. Whichever destination you subscribe to, the common theme is that it's generally the opposite action to words. If you say, have a nice day, and it begins raining, raining that's irony. Looking at the lyrics of Ironic, here's our verdict on whether the song's lyrics are actually... Okay, so I I think all of this is to say, Justin, I just there's too much questioning around the word iron ironic in pop culture and lexicon that I've given up saying that I know irony well. And so have How I. How about that? Yeah. Okay. And then same thing. So you know what? All I know is that I don't know. Okay, and there we go. I'm gonna, all I'm I gonna know concede is that I don't and know say, nothing. yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. So I don't know. If that is irony, it's irony. But somebody in this case is saying Hey, you know what? It, it, let me let me let me tell you what to do. You, you got to take advantage of these times, and then they themselves have no idea what they're doing in their life, and that's what they're saying in this first half. <laughs> yeah. So we don't even know the second half. Now, now it's time to move on, and don't you know that things aren't getting better? She's moving on, and he's oblivious. He's still unaware that she has moved on um, physically and mentally. He's a washout, and he'll never get it. And don't you know that things are things aren't getting don't better? You know. You're just gonna be a lost <laughs> little little puppy. Uh, okay. And then the chorus comes in again, and then the bridge. Very cool little bridge here. 
When the world caves in, what you gonna do? When the world caves in, what you gonna do for me? Now, I think she's asking him if he'll regret not making something of himself. She's she's come up and said, I'm separating myself from you. This is my goal. What are you going to do? And uh, if your world came apart, would you take advantage of the situation or would you just sit idly by and watch other people and just be that guy? Kind of like um, in uh, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew Macaroni, uh, talking about... is if oh, what's the movie, man, where he says, <laughs> I get older, but they just they stay the same age. Oh, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused, that kind of a thing where that person never really grows up and they're just, they're always going to be that person. They're never going to change and evolve as a human being. And I think that's what she is asking him in this, in this bridge here is when the world caves in, what are you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? <laughs> so uh, posing that question to here now recently this came to light I never knew in this second half of the bridge this back and forth between Tom and don't Jim don't try and stop me I did not know anything was being said underneath and it ble- oh, really? blew because my mind I'm David falling fast into yep. this pit of fire which surrounds us all I love that part, it, man. It puts me in a in a happy place knowing that these these lyrics were under there all the time. And it's uh, the uh, it's the what's the bay chef? Oh, it, dude, it's the it's dude, salt bay, little, like, salt bay, yeah. salt bay. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the salt bay of the song. For Ab- sure. Agreed. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So this yeah. is how it goes. Like you you've been singing it. So don't try and stop me because I'm falling fast into this pit of fire which surrounds us all. In a blanket of fear that I've been wrapped in for years. Don't try and stop me. You can't stop me. And the way that it fits with when the world caves yeah, in, man. what you gonna do? Yep. It it's almost like this. If and you the could, harmony on that too. Yes. When the world caves in, what, what you gonna, gonna do? Don't it's try so and stop me because I'm falling fast to this pit of fire. Yeah, it's man. it's up top. Jim's down below. And it's it's this beautiful little trade off that I yep. mean it's like harmonious when two people sing this together, uh, and so with those those four lines there, this is what I think they're saying here is this hit her hard and she's warning him not to get in her way. She is done. Like she's I'm over this. I've given you opportunities to move on. Um, if you look hard enough, we can find some pain in our lives. We both could. Uh, she's ready to step out of the cushy, fear ridden life of her past. Don't try and stop her. She's going to rise like the phoenix, man. Don't try and stop me. You can't stop me. <laughs> it is. Just, and that's really it. There's a chorus a couple of times after that. But once you once you have that bridge, that that layered bridge with Jim yeah. and Tom singing there, it's just Absolutely. that's that pinnacle of this song. Um, and really, I think it's a, this is a song about liberation. This is a song about, I mean, Blister represents, the, the title Blister represents the result of going out and actually walking across the United States alone, yeah, uh, which is the act of let's say that's that's the result at the end of the day that's the result. So this girl did this, but in the meantime she's she's trying to converse with this person that she was, and he was maybe a blister on the relationship, yeah, or the, yeah, there you go. He could have been. I, I believe it went. I think mine's more of a stretch, but I came up with it <laughs> as we were uh... <laughs> right. I mean, it is a Tom song. Not saying his aren't deep, but let's just say yeah. his aren't as layered as yeah. as Jim's. So there you have it. It's a it 
it's one of the most, aside from Action Needs an Audience, which is the most recent Tom song, Blister is one of those iconic Tom yeah. Linton tracks that now I will never hear uh, the same. It is. Well, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. my favorite Tom song. Yeah. It's definitely like a highlight for the set, the set for me. Um, it. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of when I fell in love with it, and I don't. I don't know. My guess is though that I'm trying to think when I first heard Clarity, and it was likely after I had seen them a couple times. And I think I always loved hearing that song live. And so when I heard it on Clarity, it was like, oh, yeah, this is that song. Um, and uh, and I already loved it from the live shows. It's just a, a great boost of energy into the room, you know. The, well, the, especially the two drum they, hits. Booka. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially if they play it after a ballad or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sets you right back into. Yeah. Into, yeah you know top top gear it's that uh it's that remember when uh eric stoltz and uh john travolta have to give uh uh mia um in pulp fiction the adrenaline yeah right in her chest yeah yeah yep (laughs) you gotta poke her in the breastplate you gotta fucking do it (laughs) yeah oh man (laughs) i felt it i felt it in my chest yeah man The sound is so yep. bad. <laughs> and then when she just goes, you know, she just wakes yeah. up and breathes into the so good. camera. Yes. So, yeah, that is uh, that is such an incredible part. It's the second single from Clarity. Wikipedia blurb says, Blister recalls the melodic aggression of Static Prevails. Adkins said fans have asked why it's the only track on the album to feature linton on lead vocals i think leading up to clarity i started immediately putting words to the music ideas i had after that happened it was hard to not want to sing it um and uh that comes a little bit yeah it comes actually word for word from jim's blurb on the track by track that uh he and zach did on the archived website for clarity 10 uh which is tom's the only one who should really be talking about this one. People have asked why this is the only Tom uh, main vocal went on static. We traded off main vocals almost down the middle. I think in leading up to clarity, I started immediately putting words to the music ideas I had after that happened. It was hard not to want to sing it. So yeah, right. There it is. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I've got tabs from fake yellow light or our uh, Billy Billy Eat World, Bill Martin, uh, has tabs. I I wanted to try to play this today, but I was just kind of on a roll with uh with laundry at my parents. But the guitar, I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go play these tabs, um, and I just didn't get around to it because I've never played this song on guitar before. Um, there is a Zach Lind tweet regarding this. Uh, this is when they did the live tweeting for um the uh. Uh, 21st anniversary of the record because yeah this is february 23rd 2020 um uh but uh uh, uh, uh zach says blister feels slow tom singing his ass off though <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's interesting i don't know what this this tweet means wish i could do this is clarity over again it's fine but yeah what is this is clarity hmm wish i could do this is clarity over again Wish I could do this again, over again. This is clarity. Like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, with the um, is, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And I think that's all that was there. I'm sort of reading there. Oh, this is interesting. Mark would hit record and leave the control room to play Arkanoid in the kitchen at Sound City until we got it, until we got the take. I love Arkanoid. <laughs> I used to have it on my old uh, DOS system. Uh, and uh, it was a terrific, it's still a terrific. Uh, uh, game. Oh, man, that that's what was loaded up on everyone's CI-83. That's right, baby. And then, uh, of course, we have the Outpost Print Co. Uh, poster art from one Charles Miller, who is the guest on this week's podcast. So we'll Hell hear yeah. him talk a little bit. I mean, there's not much to say about this. And <laughs> I, try, you know, I tried to get him to say as much as he could about this one in particular piece. Um, and there's there's just not much to write home about. You got a, a, a green circle, a uh, hollow black circle, uh, the track name and the track number. And, uh, you know. That's all she wrote. Right. <laughs> but there's some reviews here. Catherine Paxton uh, bought this February 6, 2018. We bought this for our first house a year ago. It was, uh, uh, and there was one final wall that needed art. These prints were perfect for the space and really fit what we were going for. Love them. Uh, Tate Bedingfield. Uh, there's 12 pages of comments on this uh, thing. Uh, and we know, I feel like, a few people that own these so it'd be fun to find them here in the comments but i just don't feel like going through that many pages of uh reviews uh draina moore jamie nora levy alexis hunt abigail datley bobby 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 um so yeah a group of people have these aaron mike morris jenna Steele, jenna austeel oh that is jenna Steele. um so there it is um and we'll hear Charles Miller talk more about those. Do you have any other track notes? Um, I have a couple. Well, not necessarily track notes. I wanted to ask you That's a question great. here. Let yeah. me link you to this. This is a trade ad. We have never really talked about trade ads. A promo trade ad trade poster. Ad. Jimmy World Blister, eight and a half by eleven. It's it goes for twelve bucks on eBay. Now there's no other information on it other than original trade ad from an industry only publication measure, measuring approximately eight and a half by eleven. It says on it. It's Jimmy World. It, it looks kind of like uh, the band box, you know, just as far as the the yeah. delivery here. Jimmy World, it's got a picture of the band there uh, in the bottom half, but it says, in quotes, Blister from the album Clarity, going for ads, this 719, cool. right? So produced by Mark Trombino yeah. and Jimmy World, mixed by Chris Lord Algae, Algae, yeah. I'm sorry, Chris Lord Algae, uh, management mm -hmm. Jorge Hinojosa for syndicate management, yep. hollywoodandvine.com. So is this the promo... That went with the collector's item, the remix. The Correct. So this is the Chris Lord Algae or Al Algae, yeah, Algae remix. Um, this is the version we we should listen. This is the perfect segue. Yeah, we'll there we go. The Chris there we Lord go. Version, but um, uh, this version was like the you know hitmaker did a mix of the of the song, and they were gonna push it as a single. And this was probably printed in an industry. Uh, uh, you know, a radio magazine that 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 radio people know. It's not necessarily public facing, but this is like you know when you see for your consideration billboards all over the place when it's award season here in LA. Um, you know, it's like a billboard for Severance, and I'm like, fuck, didn't Severance come out like two months ago? Like, why is there still a billboard? Oh, I see, because it's the for your consideration thing. So this is like, hey. These guys have a song from their album Clarity. Hey, we're gonna try to be. We're we're pushing this to radio starting you know July nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, go ahead and when you see this come across your desk, play it on your radio show. Right. Um, 
Now I my, that's my guess of what. Yeah. This now is. I I should I should be clear here that it says going for ads a d d s like additions right seven nineteen. Now it, looking on Stack Exchange just as as the point of reference here going for ads means that the song record or single will be added uh-huh. to a radio station Correct. playlist on a certain date. So that and we've talked about songs yeah. that got added to radio yeah. and those dates in in the past specifically for singles. Right. So this was pushed to radio 719.99. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's what that is. 12 bucks for this. That's very cool though. Poster. Yeah. It doesn't look like a poster though. If you look along the it left side, it looks there, like there's a see, fold, I right? feel like I feel like there's staples um like this looks like it's from a magazine. Yeah. Or, or yeah, but you it think it's the center cool. then, like the the center, almost like a center fold. If anything, it almost looks like the back cover of magazine of a magazine, huh. but it's hard to say. But you can see the staple. Uh, you can see the well. Then the holes. staples would actually be on the other side if it's the back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think this would be a center fold. I wonder what's on the inside and then the back of it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But this is the most important part. I love that carpet yeah. that it's on too. You can tell someone. Yeah, for sure. Likes carpet. It's very soft. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so, so yeah, let's say cool. this brings us into the... Oh, yeah. um, now, before you get into this, do you want to... And I had this question kind of like the sitting in housekeeping. Do you want to talk about Futures Past post in the Jimmy World subreddit from one year ago? Please, because I didn't go in there at all. So, okay, this is... Um, now, do you want to... Uh, there's This is a long post. Do you want me to paraphrase or do you want to take a uh, tag team this and kind of go through... Um, what they what, uh, send me the link and I'll text. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. Let's go this. I'll start with the top paragraph. We'll do the same thing. So yeah. the title of this is, and we'll go paragraph by paragraph like we did. Jimmy Jimmy Pod Theater. If you want to, do you have anything in your soundboard? For yeah. that? <laughs> oh, you know I don't. I should get something. That's okay. All uh, right. So this is where I'm going to jump real quickly because I know we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to be talking about this. Uh, you wanted to talk about the remix. So here we go. This is an opinion post uh, titled The New Rarest Item in My Collection. Uh, my thoughts on the Blister single. I recently acquired the Blister single, which is a one-track single featuring a mix, a remix of the song Blister from Clarity and nothing else. I wasn't able to find any way of listening to this version online, so I had no idea if this was something I should be excited about or if it was just an expensive collection enhancer with nothing noteworthy in the audio department. And the word remix often brings to mind a complete reworking of the track, perhaps simply borrowing vocals to supplement a dance track or something more interesting, such as the Drugs Are Me Styrofoam remix I imagine most of us are familiar with. This version is not that, and I went in uh, and I went into it knowing that would likely be the case. What made me interested was who did the mixing. Chris Lord Algae. Right. Two songs were remixed by Chris Lord Algae from Clarity. Lucky Denver Mint got the treatment too and ended up on the Never Been Kissed soundtrack. If you are quite familiar with the album version and listen to the soundtrack version, you will pick up on the differences. This was what ultimately got me interested in the remix because really, like the alternate version that I was familiar with. Upon getting the single in the mail, I put it right in the first CD player I could get working. Right away, different. The intro guitar that is panned 100% to one side on the album version is completely absent, allowing two drum hits to start the song with Tom's opening line starting less than a second into the track. However, for the remainder of the song, the only other part sounding slightly different, and when the song 
had uh, finished playing, I couldn't recall what it was. Later that day, I ripped the CD into my computer, then dragged the remix and the original versions to see what's actually different between the two tracks by stereo panning one 100% left and the other 100% right and listening to both versions. The first thing I noticed is that after lining up the first to drum hits at the beginning, they slowly got out of sync as the song played. Mm -hmm. Different BPM. I had to adjust the remix track to 100.2% length to get them to line up. The next thing I noticed was that during what is almost just guitar around the 51 second mark of the original song, the original song has tambourine hits to keep the beat, but the remix has the supplemented with maracas, as far as I can tell. It has that sandy, swooshy sound, and that was the difference I remember hearing. The other differences were ones I never would have noticed without running the pair stereo as well as being able to view the waveform in my video editor. Some parts of the waveform seem to imply some things were that were panned more in one stereo side were panned the same amount to either to the other side, but it doesn't appear that the entire track stereo was given this treatment. Parts of Tom's vocals come through more on the remix, possibly due to the guitars having a lower volume in the mix. The layer where Tom comes in with Don't Try and Stop Me is given more volume priority too. Lastly, there was a bit more silence added to the end to get it to close uh, to get it close to the original time. Why do that? So was it worth it getting for the remix? Uh, no. It's a cool addition to my collection of singles and other rarities from the band, more than likely being the rarest item that I own from them. But while I sometimes think I want to listen to the alternate version of Lucky Denver Mint. I can't see the same happening for this track. It's just not different enough to merit seeking out for the novelty of hearing a different version. But with that, with what feels like less and less non-album material coming out from the band lately, getting this was an exciting treat. And with that, and with what little information there is about the release, I figured some people would be interested in hearing about it. I'll be passing this track along to David and Justin at Jimmy Pond to dive into further. So keep an ear out for their blister episode sometime in the future if you want to hear the difference for <laughs> yourself. Here we are. And let's do it, yeah. Justin. So here, I, I had to do a little bit of research. Sorry, everybody who's waiting on pins and needles to hear this. Can't you're, you, you're a Chromeman, are you I'm not? a Chromeman, yes. I'm a recent Chromeman. Why are you able to play Flak Files? And I could play Flak Files in Firefox in Safari, I, yet I can't in Chrome. And every time I Google it in 2017, Chrome unlocked Flak File of playability. I have to use some connected app that looks like absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, the way that I do it, I put it in through um, Audacity. I end up downloading it. So you just download it. I download it. I don't play it directly I in the see. browser. I see. So when you click it, it does take you to the... Your, your browser is unable to play this audio file. Uh, yeah, I don't even try. It, it says, oh. what do you want to open it with? Yeah. Oh, weird. So yeah, I could use this connected app called Cloud Flack. <laughs> looks like MP3 ass, huh? AAC flavor. Fla uh, dude, let me send you a screenshot of what this looks like. This is terrible. <laughs> but does it play? Just horrible. But does it, it play? It does play. It does play. But look at this. Like All at right. what cost, Justin? At <laughs> what cost? I, we're talking about. I have to. I have to download, right click, and open it. <laughs> oh, that is hideous. This <laughs> this, this looks like uh, this, this looks like an ad. ad. The continue Dude, button seems like terrible. I would get a virus. The install button is definitely a virus. Why is there an arrow pointing down? Where's the? Where do I play it? This is uh, terrible. At the bottom where it says play slash pause. Ah, no, that's an ad too, David. Strange. No, well, it looks like it. But yeah, but yeah it, this right. is so bad. So I could wow. play it from here or you can play it over there in Audacity. It's up to okay. you. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
You know what? Let's let's put you in control. I want to listen to it over. All right, here, here we go. You go. You want to hear the quality? <laughs> and yeah, this, uh... yeah. This feels so slow compared to how they play it live, I feel right. like. I love the low harmony, man. What you gonna do when the world caves in? What you gonna do for me when the world caves in? Falling fast when the world caves Speaking of which, so that's terrific. Justin, I actually made that version. Sick, you did? Oh, cool. It's so good. Yes. Justin, I did not need to pitch correct it. Oh, you will not so cool. notice the difference. So check it out. What I called Blister 23 mashup. I just I'm just gonna play the outro here because that's all, all right. I, I I just cut it. This is from the album version, not the 
so good. I love it. I want every Jimmy World song to end this way. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Dude, amazing. Still. I also want to add, like, who do we think we are? We're angels and airwaves. (laughs) Play a little bit of, uh, play a little bit of, um, Star Wars. Oh, shit. Been scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. <laughs> that's great. That's rich. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, that is uh, that's that terrificness. I actually also did the uh, I, where I lined them up uh, because I had forgotten that uh, Futures Past had done that. So let me uh, let me see if I can quickly find my sequence where I where I okay. attempted to line these two things up. Take a listen. Do you hear? Yeah. All right. Sweet. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Starting to get that phase. Just gonna lower it so we're not blowing our ears up. Oh boy. But why? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. Oh boy! Right now, I can't wait till the snares are back in sync, like where it's a whole measure off or something. <laughs> oh man, my head's you know ping-ponging. What? This is how last week's episode kind of came in. Remember, my audio was all off. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Whoa! Oh man! When we get the background, background vocals. Four voices. <laughs> this is like a bad rave DJ. Yeah. The twingly guitar. <laughs> yeah. Is it panning at mono or is it panning at all center for you? No. I can oh, hear okay. individual. That's cool. cool. Look at us. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not going to get any better. I'll it sounds that. like when you go to the Hollywood Bowl and you're on like promenade three right in the middle <laughs> and you're catching the reflection and the yeah. stuff out of yeah, the yeah. monitors. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or yeah, you're going up the escalator yep. to your section yeah. and you're... <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's rich. Um, so, uh, so yeah, man. Uh, thank you, obviously, to Futures Past. Yes. Um, for getting us that version because I had seen, and maybe I'll come across it, but I remember Jim was talking about, uh, oh, yeah, we it got made. I don't know what happened to it. It's probably sitting somewhere. Actually, let's see. Is that from his uh, washed up emo interview, which I have a. Uh, Do you have that ready? Because I was going to have that ready. Next. Yeah, if you want to take a listen. Here is. Yeah. Um, what am I looking at here? Oh, <laughs> I'm finding a few <laughs> things that I pulled for this, but here's the full clip of uh, Jim talking about uh, Blister on Washed Up Email. Blister, f- fan fave. This one feel obviously Tom's on this. Um, Tom is on this. <laughs> Still on the set. It's a rocking song. Tom sings. Well, it, it also gives you a minute. To gives me a minute. Wait. Yeah, man, I can go. <laughs> I can just drink water and just be a guitar player for a second. It's kind of right. nice. Yeah. Any anything about this song you, you remember about it? It becoming a song. I think it was did... a. I think it was like a like a not a very well promoted single, but I think we put it out as a single. I think we actually had Tom Lordalgy or Chris Lordal one of the Lordalgy brothers mixed it. There you go as a single. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> there's probably like several. Uh, there's probably some promotional copies in the college department still to this day in right. the Capitol Tower. <laughs> as we're Steve right. got it. Who brought that song to the band? Was it Tom of the Roof? Was it you? And then you guys worked on it. That's all a blur. It's kind of a blur. I think since Tom sings it, it was probably something that um, either he jumped on first in band practice and said, oh, I got an idea for this. Or it was something that he brought in. I think it was probably, probably more something that happened in band practice that he just, oh, I got an idea. That's how we used to do things. He would, if whoever, whoever, you know, basically just whoever jumps on, on the idea first and says, I have an idea for this meant that they got to sing it. Did it feel <laughs> quick when you were recording it? Like, was it, we got this song down, we know what we're doing. Yeah, I think so. Blister was one of those other, one of the, was one of those easier songs that just seemed like, you know, there's a ceiling to what this song wants to do and we can only mess it up. <laughs> you know, like it's, 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 it wants to do this thing. And to overthink it means it's not, it's just going to kill it. So it's going to be a rock song, not a lot of overdubs. So there it is. Right. Wants to be a rock song, not a lot of overdubs. I also found this from episode 10 of our podcast. Uh, this is uh, us talking about not, not not being able to wait until this episode. <laughs> I can't wait to get to Blister. I always throw up the West Side sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when Tom sings. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Tom song, man. And you can't yeah. help but sing, how long would anyway. it take me to walk across the United States? You know what? I've done that one live. Oh, man. Oh, Blister? <laughs> yeah, 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 almost all the time. Yeah, I thought so. I, yeah, and that's yeah. one of those I've, I don't think I've ever heard it live. If I have, I was. Uh, and Zach has an amazing drum fill he does in, in into uh, one of the verses. Yeah. <laughs> it is really cool. And that was episode 10? That was episode 10. I'm so happy that I'm consistent at 50% uh, <laughs> happy with what I said, but consistent with with uh, my claims because it's like, how do you not sing that chorus? <laughs> That's the same yeah, thing absolutely. I said yeah. 129 episodes ago. That's right. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, and what else was I going to play? Oh, so pff, segueing myself, uh, I am obviously not going to go through all the live versions. I have a way to get through them all, but I do want to play you a little bit at uh, the drum fill. I thought he did this more often than he did. He only did it during the Clarity Live tour. Um, and uh, this was March 7th, 2009. I'm going to jump to 55 seconds of this version of Blister. And I want you to hear this drum fill that he does here. Let me uh, allow me to knock this down so we don't kill ourselves. And I don't know where this is in the song. Uh, uh, let's see. What would it take me to walk across the United States all alone? The West Coast has been traumatized, and I think I'm the only one still alive. All right, check this out. Check out this fill. So sick. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard Zach do that, dude. It's <laughs> sick. <laughs> I wish he did it every time, and I could have sworn he did. But I have so many versions here that we'll go through uh, when it when the time is right. Uh, unless you okay. want to real quick, because I have a way to get through them really quickly. I went ahead and chopped up a not a measure, but like a bar of each version from '96. To 2019 or oh, to hell yeah. uh, 2021. Oh, so well, you've t- it's you've teased a bar me. per. Okay, so let's go ahead. I'm gonna copy this. I'll play it and watch together because I also labeled where each one changes, so you'll be able to hear it. Because sometimes the change is really clean, and sometimes it's uh, a little abrupt, and sometimes they play the song in a different key. <laughs> which well, is kind well. Of <laughs> so take a watch and watch together. Here we go. Starting in uh, this is April 13th, 1998. Oh, I thought it was 96, so. April 14th, 98. June 1st, 99. December 10th, 99. July 30th, 2000. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. September 16th, 2001. November 10th, 2001. Yeah. June 2nd or 3rd, 2002. Ooh, key change. May 1st, or March 3rd, 2005. November 11th, 2005. February 18th, 2008. Next night. The next night. The West Coast has been traumatized, and I think I'm the only one still alive. When the world caves in, March 7th, yeah. 2009. <laughs> June 16th, 2013. September 12th, 16th. 
February 12th, 21. The album version. Wow, David. There it is, dude. Dude, they played a lot faster live, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. That was really good, man. Yeah, that thanks, was, man. I thought that, that would be a fun way to work. Hit. I was like, fuck, we're going to be talking about all these live performances <laughs> so much. I really only wanted to hit on that drum fill um, specifically, uh, so we did listen to that. What is kind of cool is the live La Scala version was mixed by Trombino, which is kind of cool. Hmm. So it makes sense that they put that one out a lot. And then, oh, uh, I will listen to this a little bit. This is There's a cool, fun Tom intro on the blister uh, at the 930 Club. So let's listen to a little bit of this. I'll use my weird cloud flack player um but it's just you know, love hearing a little banter from tom and this is the only live version that i have that he did it <laughs> all right we have one more uh it's another song off of clarity it's called blister <laughs> here it is that's what we get it's another song off clarity So there it is. <laughs> it's called Blister. It's called Blister. Um, so yeah, all after all of those versions, uh, that's the only time that he did that Zach did that fill. So that gets all our live videos out of the way, which is fun, uh, and all our other versions out of the way. So Sick. I do have some articles and reviews and stuff. If you want to jump into some stuff, I'm sure you, you're really good at finding stuff. Yeah, that way as well. So here, let me let's do this since we're kind of uh, we're still doing the Jimmy Pot Theater. I'm going to send you this. Oh, yeah. uh, if you want to take a look at that, uh, do you want to be Chris Blackburn or Tom Linton? Uh, I'll be the interviewer. I'll be Chris Blackburn. Okay, okay. then let me I'll give you a little bit of a a little bit of as he puts as Chris Blackburn puts it a little setup. This is from Chris Blackburn. The actual the the URL for this is chrisblackburn.com forward slash articles forward slash zero 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 one. Dot PHP. So this has got to be Ooh. the first article that he had put together, assuming he would have thousands of articles. <laughs> you add 00002.php yeah. yeah. doesn't come up with any results. Uh, hold on. You know what? I'm going to double check just to see. <laughs> yeah. uh, and no, that doesn't take us anywhere. It just oh. redirects us to the front page. So this is the article uh, written April 1999. I'm sorry, written April. Yeah, 1999, Richmond, Virginia, wow. March 18th, 1999. A little setup during the second week of March 1999. My band, The Little Dipper, went on a week-long tour down the East Coast. We ended up with open nights on Sunday and Thursday, so we took the opportunity to catch Jimmy Eat World at the Middle East in Boston and at Twisters in Richmond. I've been listening to Jimmy Eat World since a friend of mine clued me in on Static Prevails in early 1998. In November of 1998, I caught them in Atlanta at a really small venue, probably 30 to 40 people in attendance. Needless to say, things have changed drastically since then. At the Boston show, the Middle East was packed wall-to-wall. To top that off, the show was broadcast live on WBCN, one of the Boston modern rock stations. The mainstream was beckoning. The show in Richmond was much the same, a full crowd of people, but whereas the Boston show was mostly incident-free, lead singer, guitarist Jim Adkins, Amp, decided to not cooperate in Richmond thanks to a blown fuse. Jim borrowed an amp from one of the guys in Lazy Cane, a late 80s model crate amp that didn't have a clean channel. That extra distortion made for a very unusual (laughs) show, right? (laughs) So he, then he says, following the show, I had the opportunity to discuss the recent days of Jimmy World with lead guitarist Tom Linton. And that... So go ahead. So do you think you'll get a second single? Yeah, I think so. Any ideas what it'd be? Maybe Blister, from what they're saying. 
Oh, the Drew Barrymore flick. You guys are on the soundtrack. How'd that happen? Uh, someone from Capitol hooked it up, and we did a video. It's kind of for the movie, too. There's, like, clips of the movie in it. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know. I was watching TV, and I saw included, G including Jimmy Eat World, and I thought, wow, how'd that happen? Oh, it says that, like, in the credits? <laughs> on the commercials at the very end. It says, featuring music by, and a list of bands, and you guys are at the end of the list. That's crazy shit is it weird hearing your songs on the radio yeah the first time we heard it we were driving in la we heard we were just getting played so we were like let's check it out maybe we'll get played they played it and we just looked at each other and just busted out laughing it's just really <laughs> weird it's cool though you know more people to hear your music stuff like that <laughs> so a little bit it's always good to hear from tom yeah man I right love tom oh Love a good Tom interview. Carbon scoring here. Oh man. Oh, mercy. Oh boy. Let's um, see. I've got one by Ian King. This is written February twenty second, twenty nineteen, for Under the Radar Mag. For each stretch, there's a tightening up, a crush or a blister that focuses the melodic aggro of static prevails and sets the stage for Bleed Americans big hooks um i don't remember where I, why i pulled that but that was that was a little blurb <laughs> from under the radar mag that mentioned the word blister okay <laughs> sorry i didn't have more context that's there. that's okay uh see do i like mine isn't showing up now all right let's see i've got one oh this is a cool one uh from quora.com what is the meaning of 23 by jimmy world that's the question uh i can't tell you who asked this question um, but Anna Peterman, avid music listener, answered five years ago. And this person, just to give some credit, uh, has 66 answers with 44.8 thousand answer views. Uh, let's see. Where is it? No, I'm sorry. This is now down. To, uh, did I? She was the one no, that asked. No, no, no. So Anna Peterman asked. That's the, Got it. that's the thing. Down below, we have someone else that answered this question. Chris Krupa. Clarity by Distance, I would even consider as the best album of the 90s and in my top 10 of best albums. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start this over. Uh, uh, here's Chris, the thing. Is Quora is always very confusing. It is Every time so I confusing. There. I don't this, understand what it is. It's I like got <laughs> Reddit for like nerds, but not Reddit nerds. Like just right. like, people who can't figure out Reddit. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a label in here that I should have read that says related. It's but it's gray and and it's a different two shades of gray, just like everything else. I can't tell the difference. So the way that I got onto this was from the the initial question: What is the meaning of Twenty Three by Jimmy Eat World? Chris Krupa says, "What is the best Jimmy Eat World album?" Uh, their response to that says, uh, "Clarity by Distance." I would even consider as the best album of the '90s and in my top ten of best albums of all time. It's such a perfect album, and they are perfect arrangements with melodies to die for, especially the Holy Trinity with Just Watch the Fireworks, For Me This Is Heaven, the Uber song, and Blister. And it ends up in Goodbye Sky Harbor, the never-ending song which fulfills your wishes, This and that this masterpiece would never end. I love this album. So noted as being part of the Holy Trinity there, Blister That's is right. that, that third piece there. So, so thanks good. for bearing with me, my Quora. Issues. I don't blame you, dude. Quora's a fucking, the UI people over there are gatekeeping their own app. Because they make it impossible for anybody who doesn't work at Quora yep. to read it. 
Agreed. <laughs> um, here's a bit blurb I've pulled. Um, Uproxx did a top 30 Jimmy Eat World songs. This landed at number um, Kobe Bryant's second number. Oh, dude. You're going to ask me this. He was number is eight a, and? 24. Yes. This wow. is number 24 on Uproxx's list of top 30 Jimmy Eat World songs. This one could have easily been a B-side. Clarity is already over an hour long without it. The apocalyptic doomsaying uh, isn't an obvious fit anywhere on the album, let alone immediately after Just Watch the Fireworks and For Me This Is Heaven. And to top it off, this is a Tom song, which we already knew having trouble finding their place in Jimmy World Studio releases. Maybe they felt compelled to have one true Tom song on Clarity, or maybe when you have a song as infectious as Blister, you find a place for it. It might not have the most radio-ready chorus that they've ever done, but it features their most compelling imagery. The West Coast has been traumatized. Tom Linton sings as a Cormac McCarthy character, the last man alive walking across the United States all alone. I think we can admit that Clarity is an album that takes its every fleeting emotion very, very seriously and can allow itself some comic relief. After so many times of feeling like your world is caving in, imagine how funny it would be if Earth actually actually collapsed on itself. Says Uprox. Uprox. Top songs ranked number two. I like that. Uprox has some good stuff to say. Um, I've got one from the UNF Spinnaker. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, there we go. This is the album review. Clarity UNF, Bo- University of Northern Finland. <laughs> what right? is like, No. Northern Fillmore? Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of F cities, are there? Uh, let's just see what this Freebird. is. UNF. Flagstaff. Uh, yeah, Northern, North Florida. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> All right, Kevin has something to say to you. Well, I don't know. Maybe he agrees. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, UNF Spinnaker, Sydney Chitani, Program Director, July 24th, 2020. Uh, let's give an introduction here. Uh, Clarity is the third studio album released by Jimmy World, an album that resulted in the band being dropped by their record label in 1999. Uh, this is a review of the original 1999 release. The bonus tracks in the 2007 remaster are not included in this review. Now, Blister. This is the only track on Clarity to feature guitarist Tom Linton on lead vocals rather than Jim Atkins. His vocals are rougher and grittier than Jim Atkins. Crystal clear delivery and quite fitting for Blister, one of the heavier songs on the album. It's full of passion and anthemic declarations. Over pounding drums and guitars in the chorus, Linton nearly screams. And how long would it take me to walk across the United States all alone? The West Coast has been traumatized and I think I'm the only one still alive. It's one of my favorites on the album. And at the very bottom here, standout tracks, your new aesthetic, believe in what you want, just watch the fireworks, blister, clarity, and goodbye, Sky Harbor. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Now, I do have one last one from, this is the, uh, this is a Chorus FM Futures review, reviewed by Absolute Punk, right? Did you have this one? Uh, No. Okay. Okay. And it's just a mention. It's kind of like a lateral mention here. Uh, So this is talking about futures, and I'll read this whole paragraph here. It isn't strictly Jim Adkins' show here, though. While his songwriting and vocal strength improved greatly on futures and left him as an immaculate force in many fans' eyes, the rest of the band goes head over heels in order to exemplify their talents. Birch's bass gives the album a sinister undertone. Weaving in and out of songs and assisting in the creation of a lavish atmosphere, Zach Lynn sets off sparks with percussion crashing around each turn, illustrating the rich layer of sound on every song. Tom Linton, 
who really needs to get another song like Blister on the next Jimmy World ah, LP is go. the Ying to Jim Atkins Yang when it comes to guitar. The two go in different directions of each song, distancing from the usual rhythm guitar parts, which gives the album its yeah. soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Always new blisters. Blister 2.0 on this uh, Something Loud, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. Something mm-hmm. Loud, like Tom. Uh, one of the things I always talked about is every time they do the song live, I feel like you don't really hear Tom's vocals till halfway through the first verse because the sound guy fixes it. Like is fixing it. Back he's up. like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's not backups now. I feel like every time, every goddamn time. <laughs> All right. Um, here, Consequence of Sound has that article that was reading up, leading up to su- surviving that talked about how Jimmy Eat World an album was. Uh, and they mentioned Blister a few times, not only just in the clarity section. So here's the first blurb. Tom Eats World 2. Blister, which remains a live staple. And then uh, the next section, wait, which refrain do I sing? Obviously, Blister. When the world caves in, what you gonna do? When the world caves in, what you gonna do? Versus don't try and stop me because I'm falling fast into this pit of fire which surround us all in a blanket of fear that I've been wrapped in for years. You can't stop me. Um, uh, you know what's funny is they skipped the don't try to stop me, you can't stop me. And so did Zach's uh, archived website version of the lyrics. It didn't have the don't stop me, but it... Huh does it is included there but it's just funny that they left it off here and it was left off there so that is the clarity blurb from consequences sound the next time they mention it is on invented when it says tom eats world Two. holy moly linton returns to lead vocals for the first time since clarity's blister with action needs an audience yes it's the worst song on the album but an event but an event for jimmy fans nonetheless <laughs> um and then uh the third blurb here is Tom Eats World 2. Tom had long ago settled into letting Blister be his big solo song at concerts by this point. Still, he's as strong as uh, as strong a backing vocalist as ever on tracks like Through, You With Me, and It Matters. So that's when they were talking about uh, Integrity Blues. Um, and then I have a couple more articles, um, but I, I know you probably have like, you know, the Beaver Daily or something. No, not actually. <laughs> For daily, good one. No, I don't actually. I'm, I am tapped out with those. okay. Chip Midnight, we've talked about Chip Midnight before. Yeah. I'd actually like to get Chip on the pod. Um, I okay, believe Chip daily. is still with us. Um, but uh, Chip Midnight says, um, uh, he interviewed Tom. I want to say, I recognize some of the songs from Catching You Live over the last year. Have you been playing most of the new stuff while on tour? Well, let's see, you saw us when we played at the college, Ohio State University, huh? Was that the last time? I saw you in Cleveland in November, too, I think. Some of the songs we played on tour, Lucky Denver Mint we played, Blister we played a lot. Every night we tried to throw in a couple of new songs to practice them and get them ready for when the record comes out. So that is uh, just some mentioning to Chip Midnight in his 1999 interview with the band that they've been trying to work Lucky Denver Mint and Blister into the set to get people interested in those songs. Uh, And finally, Drowned in Sound has a uh, an article called A Band You Can Trust, Drown and Sound Meets Jimmy Eat World. And here's what they say here. It's not all strictly matters of the heart. Just put on Bleed American, Blister, Nothing Wrong, or My Best Theory for a blast of vitriol and evergreen youthful rebellion. For a band so emotionally direct, I'm curious as to how close they claim to wavering their flag, to waving their flag politically after living through the age of American idiot and touring during the time of Trump. Uh, so that is uh, a little blurb that mentioned uh, Blister there. Um, and 
the only other things I have is community because we touched on so much already. We did, man. We've been. I've been. Feel like we've been We're very moving focused. at a good clip. I might be able to watch some Stranger Things tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you want to jump into community then? Sure. I mean, one I'll of tell the you things what. I like to do is uh, Shoutbox from uh, Last FM. This one oh, has yeah. many entries. Um, I have it uh, sorted by recently popular. Uh, the West Coast has been traumatized, says the Blood Culture. Uh, now it's time to move on. Don't you know that things aren't getting better, says Claire XX Lee. Standout song from this album. Awesome stuff, Heart, says Crab Roast 22. Oh man, when they don't, uh, I mean, people just quoting the lyrics here um the best song anyone ever wrote huge smiley face connate um best tom song ever wrote in my opinion says the created void one um i don't know no one's writing a book here this clarity goodbye sky harbor is insanely awesome way to end an album one of my all-time faves says night's watch uh anyone else anyone else Somebody wrote, how long? Would <laughs> says Mango 90. Uh, and uh, the first one says, one of Jimmy Eat World's best. Yep. Smiley face with a D and an X at the end. It says, Mr. Tom 16. Somebody says, is this Jim Adkins or Rich, Rick Birch? <laughs> um, Richard E. Birch. And then somebody responds, it's Tom, what's his face? Boy. Oh, God. Uh, and then the last thing I have is, uh, how can I get you to say this number? Oh, what's a clever way to get you to say this number? This is the age I was when I graduated high school. 17. Yeah, baby. I should have said it was a song. <laughs> Jake T. O'Donnell's number 17. Jake T. O'Donnell has agreed, by the way, to come Hell on the podcast. Yes. He's oh, like, so and exciting. he's excited. That's, he that's the cool I know. Part. Isn't that so I didn't, didn't expect that. Dude. Awesome. So excited for Jake T. O'Donnell to come on. Here it is, number 17. Mr. Linton's opus. Blister is the one they still play live every show to give Tom his much deserved spotlight and always gets a huge crowd response no matter what. Musically, Blistered is exactly what you'd expect from the band at that particular point in Clarity's phenomenal rundown, a pop-punk marvel on an album full of them. But if the songs are supposed to be about painting pictures with words, there's no more vivid image in Jimmy World's entire catalog than the idea of Tom in a last man on earth scenario walking across America to get away from the traumatized West Coast. Tom thinks he's the only one still alive, but it's that a reference to the end of a relationship or an actual humanity to destroying apocalyptic event given what i've already surmised about robot factory i guess the latter can't be ruled out either way blister rocks my face off and has for nearly the last two decades also i am through only i am i am though only one for the one what also am i the I th it's a typo. Am I the only one for years thought Tom was singing and I'm drinking a beer instead of in a blanket of fear <laughs> during that bridge? No? Okay, me neither. But also, one of the YouTube videos for Blister includes a song over a still image of Forrest Gump and Jenny, which is pretty clever reference to one of the more enduring parts, enduring parts, enduring parts of that movie. Does Forrest's cross-country run end in Arizona? Hmm. So, uh, no, he makes it to Santa Monica. Yeah, he does. He turns around. And then he turns I around. I figure that's why again. you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there it is. Uh, that is Jake T. O'Donnell's uh, 
number 17 entry for yes. Blister. God, I can't wait to have um, him on. Yeah, man. So uh, that's all I have for community. What do you have? There's not a lot. So first one is from Nation of Laws a year ago when they were doing their tour. Uh, so awesome to see Tom singing. The Clarity Session is incredible. But it's this side profile of Tom. And I do have to agree, hearing him, his voice sounded so good that he had, I just feel like he had been practicing. And after that, he kind of gave himself a little pat on the back. <laughs> uh, but Yaz Nasty says, yeah, he sounded great on Blister, XCSS 23. Blister was phenomenal, loved his lead. And his harmonies, counter vocals were fantastic, too. I love, love how his voice combines with Jim's, says Paul V. Allen. So everyone loved his performance in there, uh, me included. Yeah. Uh, then there's a quick mention of our, I'm not going to go into our description of this, but this was the Jimmy pod from a year ago, Don't Get a Blister Challenge. Yes. But cool, the, the Badger on stage, talk comment on this. This is just so incredibly wholesome and lovely. Good on y'all. Get it. Doesn't even need to be faster. Just get it. <laughs> That's where JG429 joined, Linux1212, all these people. Um, I was spinning free. Woohoo, joined. It was a lot of fun, man. That was so good. It's, and that was a Let's year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring it back. So, hmm. How f we didn't get all the way across, right? And how long did we no. give ourselves? A month? 30 days. So, if we could do 60 days. days, yeah, we could do it. All right. So, maybe what we'll do is we'll start a new. Is there a challenge going right now? No, there's no challenge. We finished the last okay. challenge and now we're Got on it. it. Uh, yeah. Let's do another for 60 days from when this episode comes out. So, next Friday, the. It's not the 13th. No. It's uh, the, 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 the Friday 17th. is the 10th and then we got the 17th. Yeah. So this will come out on the 17th. So from the 17th to 60 days on, we'll do we'll set it up. We'll put it in the show notes that anybody can join if they want to. We'll probably have to request to add more people and all that yeah. BS like we did last time. But let's bring back the don't get a blister challenge. And for 60 days, we shall as a collective group walk across the united states hell yeah i'm um, down and I, I forget how i did that math it was like by steps or something like it was like x amount of steps in a mile and then we just right. multiplied that by 26,000 2600 right. miles or something like that um we could do it yeah all right 60 Sweet. days so next day june 17th it Can we is set a 60 day thing is it limited to only you know what? even challenges? if it isn't you know it might, it's gonna be a we'll two-parter yeah and, and even if it has to be a two-parter we can do it yeah yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. And what we'll do yeah. is we'll reevaluate the math from where we ended up at the end of that 30 days. Yeah. And we'll say, okay, here we are right. in Lincoln, Nebraska, and now we need to make it the rest of the way. <laughs> I like it. It's almost like uh, like we're playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. Are you watching Stranger Things? You know, I haven't yet. No. Wait, have you never watched any Stranger Things? Oh, I have. I'm on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't even know the third season was released until like two days ago. Oh, the third season? This is the fourth season now. Okay, the, the most recent season. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, yes, cool. you're right. The <laughs> I was like, fourth. oh, man, you have a whole season you can watch. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've done so one, the two fourth season dropped last Friday <laughs> as of uh, us recording this. Uh, by the time this comes out, I will hope, hopefully finish it. But the first okay. episode, Justin, I was like, I don't know, man. It's been a bunch of years. They haven't come back. Obi-Wan just came out. I'm really excited about Obi-Wan. And then I'll get around to Stranger Things. Justin, first episode, <laughs> you're like, no, it's that good. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. They're so good. Everything's good. It's good. Okay. Well, I'm excited to start it. Um, yeah, now that's yeah. now that I'm on summer break, man. It's yeah, dude. I, I have some time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should go to the movies with me that day. What day is this again? The, uh, this is uh, the nineteenth uh, or the twentieth, whatever that Monday is after the uh, the twentieth. Um, I'm I'll be off work for Juneteenth, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure the kids will be in school. Susie will uh, be at work. Uh, I'm going to probably go see Top Gun. I'm probably going to go see Doctor Strange. I'm probably going to see Jurassic Park again. Okay. Well, look, I can I might be able to drop in. This is what's on the this is what's on our uh, schedule for Monday, uh the 20th. Nails. So, they ain't my nails. <laughs> yes, they are. You're getting your nails done that day. Did. My nails did. That's right. Uh yeah, so that's about it. Maybe I can stop in for one of the I I don't know if I could sit there, dude, for for four movies, but maybe I can drop in for one. I can just pop in. I believe in you, Justin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh okay yeah well okay uh what is, i'll put it it's, it's written in all right sweet and now okay this last one i have is a is a meme you know and who's the who's the memer on the jimmy world subreddit who who's better than snake oil 27 um i'm gonna cut i'm gonna turn this one down this is just 20 seconds but this is listening to the middle of clarity like and this is how it goes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i know and i even I turned see that the down about like as right far there. as i can go. <laughs> i mean it's a really solid block from you right there <laughs> thank you snake yeah, oil 27 oh my god uh real quick taking my kisses back um <laughs> says uh, unrelated but every time i hear blister i think of a dude at a show that started to go absolutely ape shit when they played it hope he's still out there enjoying life and rocking out till his to his heart's content oh man that's <laughs> so good. anyway that's all i got for uh for community terrific yeah. all right what do we have here okay so now we're into, I believe, covers. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm pulling in something for my uh, soundboard, another evergreen uh, thing I'm, I think I'm going to use. Um, yeah, I don't have um, any covers. I didn't pull any. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it sounds like you maybe you had. So what mm-hmm. I'll try to do is if you're playing stuff from YouTube and watch together, I'll try to add it to a playlist as we go. Okay, um, perfect. Sweet. Okay. Let's see. We're going to start. Let's go ahead and start with a couple of Acoustic Boys. So we've had these guys on before. Um, This is my so-called 90s band. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love these these guys. guys are good. I always like seeing these guys. Is one playing the cajon? Yeah. The guy on the left is playing the cajon, and the guy on the right is is doing the backup vocals and playing acoustic guitar. Guitar work. Yeah, dude. He's playing that thing like a bass. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 
me see if they do the uh, back and forth real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, man, they're good. Yeah. I like those guys. Yeah, those guys. For being remote? Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Now, that works really well because it's just those two. That was released. How am I missing it here? How am I missing? Is it not showing the date on this thing? Ow. I just see the number 136 on it. How weird. Uh, I mean, uh, my guess is that it has... January 12th, 2021. Thank you. Yeah. My guess is it has something to do with the way that my um, screen size is set up here. Ah, it's just clipping it like it's on mobile or something. Yeah, I'm doing like the full screen Chrome with you in the second pushed over full screen app. And uh, so I'm getting a limited Chrome experience here. Gotcha. (laughs) The LCE? Yeah. man, You got to go to the FCE, baby. Okay, this one, uh, one more acoustic that we can uh, highlight here. This is Hen Dog. Hen Dog. This is just one Hen Dog. Hen Dog. Just in, one individual guy here. Yeah, dude. Dodger hat. Punk rock. Yeah, dude. As I fall into this pit of fire, I must wait up, I'm never coming back here. And how long would it take me to walk across the United States alone? The West Coast has been traumatized, and I think I'm the only one who's still alive. Is it just a coincidence to see you by yourself with no I want him to have the like uh like I used to do in high school. I want him to have his cut slightly askew. Yeah, man. Like Tom DeLong, circa 2001. I'm wearing my hat like this the rest of the show. I'll go back to wearing my hat like this. Especially when I was doing theater, I'd have old people tell me, oh, your hat's crooked. And I'd be like, nah, it's just my head. Nah, man. I did this on purpose, baby. And I think I'm the only one still alive. Nice job, hen dog. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was Angry cool Jimmy Blister. I like it. I like how yeah, he I almost want him to do more like uh, Tom DeLong affectations. <laughs> yeah. Still alive. <laughs> Better far. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounds us all. Uh, next one, I've got uh, Jason Verabay. This is a drum cover. Let's all listen right. to one. This is like the of the three drum covers I have. I think this was the rumpa uh, pum pum. Jason, yeah. let's do it. Jason Verabay uh, had the best one. Yes, dude. Do you think Jason has sheet music over there? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, Jason's not looking over there now. He was. Oh, 
Dude's getting into it, man. Jason's yeah, man. in. Sounds great. Yep. He's in that pocket. See, this is a this is a very important uh, technique that drummers can use. Is not a lot of arm movement, a lot of wrist movement. Yeah, dude. Got good posture yeah, too. Yeah, symbol grabs. Yeah, right. I want it. I want it bad. <laughs> it's very clean, man. Yeah, dude. It's all that duvetine on the walls. All right, let's see him break it down real quick. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is like a classic practice room jam. Yeah. You know, um, he, like I was saying, he's got such good posture. Yeah. Uh, there was, a, I love that you share reels with me or you, you'll share oh, stories yeah. with me. There was one that I had to, I had to screenshot it. It was so good, but it's like when, I think it was when the verse comes in, but at half speed. <laughs> and, <laughs> the drummer in the last one looked like like a a dude that just hangs out. He probably works on cars all week, but he's playing drums and he's just he's, he's like bent and hunched over, <laughs> but he's smiling. Yeah. And I thought that is how you come back with that dope, that half time. Yeah, when the verse comes back, baby. Yeah, man. That is not Jason. That is not him. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's I do. I love you driving the covers. Yeah, here we go. Let's do NW. This is going to be, uh, this Probably is a double guitar. This is a guitar cover. Like a play along um, or like a? Um, it's a play along, but it's louder. And he's got the double guitar so we can hear the cleaner. Sweet. It's kind of like how, uh, um, what am I thinking? Sugar Pill does. Mm-hmm. So let's see these. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this person. Yeah, right? Yeah, man doing it the right way yeah there's a lot going on man yeah man Down up on the top. I can't yes. play that well that way. I want to clap during that part all the time. So satisfying. Yeah. 
see if there's anything different here. I don't know, man. I'm mesmerized by how they play. Me too. <laughs> the Bendy, the too. Yeah. did that at practice and then they're like all right we're finally gonna put that on record for 2020 i i can't believe i listened to that whole thing it was mesmerized by how they were playing yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that's definitely like go to we post the youtube playlist and all of the uh in all the show notes that one's worth a watch because just watching the hands like go it's like pretty mesmerizing he stacked the neck of the guitar uh both both guitar parts stacked uh, in one video it's terrific Uh uh-huh great watch Yes, um, I do have thumbs up. I do have a uke cover from oh, yeah. our, our man Ben Foot. Oh what? What up, Ben? Yeah, here we go. This is a little bit of Ben Foot singing "Blister." Capo on the uke. Sounds like fucking Mumford. Yeah. Love it, Ben. Ripping um, that uke. 
Hell yeah. Now, here, I got one last one that we'll do for uh, full band. This is the color morale. This is like one of the more uh, professionally mixed covers here. Let's see how this is from Fearless Records. Let's see how this is. Oh, sounds. okay. Artist Inspiration Series. Yeah. See if they do the, uh, the the back and forth here. Yeah. They're doing like a uh, Wonder Years type thing. It's good. Interesting. Yeah. So check this out. This sounds a little bit, I feel like I'm going to jump to, uh, I don't know, like three quarters of the way through this song. This is the Wonder Years from the Greatest Generation. I just want to sell out my funeral. Yeah, this build up right here reminds me of. So this is this is the coda to the whole record. All of the lyrics that happened during this part, yeah, have happened in other songs. Oh wow! Culminating at the end yeah. of the record in this way, it's so good, Justin. This is one of my favorite records. It's so good. Anyway, the vocals remind me, Justin, weaving in and out. You've got to just take a gummy one night, put this record <laughs> on from start to finish while you're like doing something. It's so good. The Greatest Generation, huh? The Greatest Generation by the Wonder Years. I am I know nothing about the Wonder Years outside of this record. Everything I've heard, it's like, all right, it's it's fine. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like if, and I discovered this record long after it had come out. Like, yeah. I don't know how I came upon it, but I put it on and I was like, all right, I'm into this. Like it, it kind of opens like clarity where it opens with a quiet song. 
and um and then it kind of kicks off and uh and specifically this part of this song speci- specifically hit because i was like oh my god they like know what they're doing <laughs> like yeah. they weaved in all of these lyrics from all over the record from all that you, everything that you've heard before this into the outro of this record and it's very well done anyway sorry okay i, I favorited it i've got it it's yeah, it's, man. it's uh added to my yeah putting that little heart in there to my yeah. library it's terrific all right sweet what what who's next that was uh, great you, i thoroughly oh. enjoyed it the fact that it reminded me of the greatest generation is nothing but a compliment um, <laughs> yeah. um okay let's see uh, i got the holophonics oh, yeah yes. dude let's do some holophonics i love that i love when i don't do the research and i get surprised yeah and excited <laughs> by the holophonics i know right How long would it take me to walk across the United States on alone? The West Coast has been traumatized, and I think I'm the only one still alive. Here's just a coincidence. See you by yourself with no I love that clean brass. Take me to walk across the United States all So good. Oh. <laughs> there you have it. That's all I got. Oh yeah, man. Terrific. Have you raved DJ? I do. All I right. Do. What do you got? Do you like it? Uh, you know who? Yeah, I, I like. Well, we started to listen to it earlier. Um. Oh right. I, mean, I like I, how I, it started. You okay. know who would hate it? Angela. Does that give oh, you any? In, in, it's, it's Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. So this is called "In My Blister." <laughs> See how it's this old sounds. Coldplay too. 
<laughs> okay, hold on. All right, I gotta. I, first, you I gotta, gotta un- unmute That's the terrific. site. And gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. How'd you come to this conclusion? It's a little off. <laughs> how'd you um? How'd you come to that? Uh? I think it was the drum beat that got me oh, into okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Buka, and then I was like, do do ka do 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 ka. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. Do you have a rave to Jay? I I do, and I don't hate it. I think it works as well as that one did. All it's right. Called Blister Down. Okay. This is uh, uh uh take on the West Coast has been traumatized and me throwing up West Side. Uh huh. Mash it up with West Side Connections. Bow down. Ah, all right. This is good. That was great. I love Bow Down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that is uh, Blister Down, Westside Connection, uh, Jimmy World Mashup. Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Blister by the band Jimmy? Oh, uh, man. Uh, I know we we gushed about uh, uh, Action Needs an Audience, but this is, I, like you said, this is what your second, or your, this is your first favorite uh this- this Tom. is my first favorite Tom song, and uh, I've I said in the past, my second favorite Jimmy World song. You know what? I'm on board with that. This is yeah. such a good song, um, and it, it's a combination of how, on the album version, the guitar, and then before you even catch what the guitar is doing, the drums set you into this, and then Tom's yeah. beautiful, sultry voice sings you uh, into a tizzy. Uh, the way that this this song ramps you up, I mean, mentally, and then... If you're if you're with someone at a concert and you're just singing this back and forth in unison, it's just it, it's an experience. 
And uh, this is like this is a to me an eleven out of ten, man. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. This is the moment I lose my voice at the show. I might have made it up to this point just singing along, but this is where everything just goes. Uh, yeah, like you said, up to eleven. This yeah, is man. where it goes over the edge. Uh, you know, toe goes over the line. All of those types of cliches, um, and uh, and that is that part of speech. A cliche is not what people think it is, um, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, an absolutely stellar track, um, and I'm very surprised that we only needed uh, I can't tell how long uh, two hours and change to talk about it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm stoked that we were able to do it, and uh, and. Stoked about potentially new music on the horizon. Uh, and yeah. I'm going to say again that whether it's an EP or an LP, it will likely have a Tom song on it, which is very exciting. Um, so, yeah, without any further ado, Justin, is there anything else you had? That is it, man. Blister 2.0. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, so without any further ado, even if you had a blister in your shoe, remember, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Ladies and gentlemen, finally welcoming to the podcast a uh, an account on Etsy that we've uh, referenced many a time, specifically anytime we do the album Clarity, Mr. Charles Miller himself from Outpost Print Company. Welcome to the podcast, Charles. Hello. Happy to be here. Thanks, Thanks for man. having me. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'm glad that our schedules could align uh, to make this happen. Um, we're really starting to hit our our dream guests as we reach the twilight episodes uh toward the end of the yeah, podcast that's awesome and uh, yeah i yeah. know we, we've been going back and forth on twitter for maybe almost a year now i know it's cr- <laughs> kind of crazy right uh and it's always like yeah eh, we'll get him one day we're, we won't pressure him um so the uh song that we're going to be talking about this week is blister so obviously i want to talk to you a little bit about that but let's get a little more macro let's start with the band jimmy eat world itself how did you discover Jimmy Eat World, and what's your what's your origin story? Yeah, um, let me think. I mean, I think I definitely discovered Jimmy Eat World probably when I was in middle school, probably in like sixth or seventh grade. So that would have been like two thousand one or two thousand two, whenever the whenever uh, Bleed American came out. Um, that's when I first discovered them definitely through like the hits and uh yeah and then in college i like really discovered them uh went and found like their back catalog and discovered uh clarity and identified that as my favorite album of all time um and uh yeah i one of a a guy that i used to intern for uh is the one that turned me on to clarity uh this guy named chad johnson um runs a big music festival called furnace fest um he uh he turned me on to clarity back in like 2008 and then the rest is history (laughs) (laughs) yeah so since then have you seen them like a bunch of times or do you always just kind of miss them or what's your uh what's your live experience with them uh, I think I've seen them probably, probably five or six times now. Nice. Um, a couple times in Nashville, 
got to see them at the Ryman in Nashville, which was super epic. Um, that was a really cool tour. And then saw them on, uh, drove up to Columbus, Ohio to see them or Cincinnati, somewhere in Ohio. Um, saw them in Louisville, Kentucky, saw them in, uh, oh, in Nashville again on the, uh, that tour they did with third eye blind. Um, (laughs) infamous, which I apparently must not have gone too well for them, but, uh, I don't know. It it made me sad about third eye blind. Yeah. Because you'd um, sort of discovered clarity late, but it was right around the clarity 10 tour. Did you get to see the clarity 10 tour? I didn't No. Oh, bummer. No, it was that, uh, I did hear about it. Was that with, uh, Dave Bazan? You know, I don't remember who opened that tour. You think I would know? I could do a quick research for that, but it was in 2009. Yeah. yeah, I think that was, so that was like, I just somehow missed that. Um, Yeah. They played at like Cannery, I think in Nashville. Um, but a bunch of my friends went and they said it was amazing. So. <laughs> I bet, yeah, it was great. I wish you were there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so that's your journey. Now we know that clarity is your favorite record, which tracks and we'll get to that. Um, do you have a favorite song, which we like to ask a lot of our guests? I know that's putting you on the spot. So we'll say, what is your favorite song today? As I ask you this question, it's, it's hard to say. There's a lot of them on clarity that, I'm obviously a super fan of. Um, I would I would say goodbye Sky Harbor. Yeah, it's probably probably my fave. Lucky Denver Mint, close second. Um, both of which uh, my band has more or less been deeply inspired by on a couple songs. Nice. Um, so. I, right. I wouldn't say we ripped them off, but they were definitely inspired. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, well, yeah. now, now, I mean, we'll get to plugs later, but what is the name of your band so everybody can go find your band? Uh, it's called Better Off. Sick. Um, and Jimmy Eat World is is our shining star. Uh, <laughs> we we try to not rip them off too much, but uh, they've they've always been like a huge source of inspiration. Well, now for anytime us. I see somebody on like a fan group or somebody says, "I'm looking for more bands like Jimmy Eat World," who can recommend yeah, something? Go. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a better off link in there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I assume Perfect. you're available on all the streaming platforms. Oh yeah, we're on. <laughs> all right, so let's get to the reason why you're here. Uh, I am looking at some terrific poster art here for the song "Blister," but you've got in a, a poster for each song. How did this project get started? And uh, I mean, obviously we know why Clarity, but how did this project get started and what are your inspirations? Yeah, so uh, so I'm a designer, obviously. Um, this is your day job. I do, yeah, I, I run a little design studio um, doing branding mostly for clients and, uh, you know, just giving them a, a visual identity. Um, And I, the reason I kind of started my design studio was I wanted a job that wasn't a real job and, um, that allowed for me to work remotely, uh, you know, back in like 2010. Um, so like around the time I was graduating college, uh, the band that I was in was starting to get really serious and, uh, we were all wanting to tour, but I needed to produce some kind of income. Um, 
So I uh, would do like freelance design and stuff. And that's, so that's how I got into it. And, uh, and this series of posters was honestly sparked from pure boredom <laughs> on the road. Uh, just it, I mean, I'm sure, you know, a bit about touring life and, yeah. uh, when you're a young band, there's a lot of, uh, sitting in a van and driving and waiting to play and, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, this, this whole series I did during a, uh, a tour that, that we did in like 2014 or 15. And, uh, it was literally just something fun to work on while we were in the van and, um, yeah, just a fun project. Yeah. And it came out terrific. Did the, how, how soon after your sort of designs were complete and you probably kept them to yourself, when did you list them up on Etsy? Yeah. So, uh, the, the real, the reason I did it is because my company had just moved into a new office, uh, here in Nashville and we needed some art to put on the walls. And, uh, I was like, well, I just want to, I'm just going to make some stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of a designer named Mike Joyce. If, if you're familiar, he has a series called, uh, Swisted. Um, it's pretty popular. I actually have one. You can see on my wall behind me. Okay. It's yeah. A Foo Fighters. So poster. that's so, his. Yeah. So Got what it. he does, what he does is he takes like old, uh, shows like, you know, that happened years and years ago and he'll basically create a poster for them, uh, in this like kind of Swiss design style. And that's always been a style that I've personally been super drawn yeah, I really to dig this work for sure. I see the inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, that, that style of design is super popular, but I loved how, you know, he was applying it to music because it was like kind of merging my two worlds of, uh, you know, design and music. And, uh, it's like, I want to do that. <laughs> it's like, I, there's no Jimmy world, uh, songs on here or, uh, shows on here. So I was like, I'm going to do my favorite record, every song, uh, off of my favorite record. So yeah, I did that and then made them for the office and, and then a bunch of friends saw them just from coming by and hanging out or whatever. And, uh, and I was like, of course I'll, I'll print you one. Um, but at some point it, it was just like a lot to handle. So I just set up like a little, are you familiar with like print on demand services at all? Uh, well, uh, I, I guess not. Uh, no, I, I would guess so, it's something like, like a, um, like a, uh, red bubble or something like that. Yeah. Type it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so like I just set it up with, a. A, a good quality like print on demand company and then uh just listed them on Etsy like kind of at cost it would cover the the manufacturing of the the poster and then the the shipping to them and uh yeah I just kind of left it up there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it came out great i'm trying to look because every time for some reason i bookmarked the australian store um, and every time I, yeah, every time I go to open your stuff, it's on the Australian, an Australian store. <laughs> Apparently there is. And that's the only one that is like cashed in my history. That's okay. I'll, I'll look at it this way. Interesting. But yeah, okay. they, they come out to 42, 26 plus Australian dollars, whatever that means. Oh, nice. 
but uh, uh, did they d- did they hit pretty quickly? Did you do any posting on the, like the Reddit or any fan groups or anything like that, or just let them exist? I I really haven't marketed them at all. There, uh, I I have I did email uh, the management of Jimmy Eat World just to make sure it was cool that I did this. Um, I'm not making any money off of it, so I kind of assumed like I'll just stop if they right. Season to you, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I haven't really marketed it at all, um, just because I'm 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 not really like I don't know, it's not like an entrepreneurial endeavor right. for me. Um, but uh, people have found them. <laughs> yeah, um, I noticed a uh, a prominent uh, Pitchfork reviewer uh, that I'm fond of found them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just a fun project that um, that I've had fun with. And so let's look at a couple. I'd like to do more. Yeah, that would be. I mean, especially more Jimmy World would be awesome. Um, uh, I think. I are they all clarity? I felt like there were a couple outliers, or maybe yeah. I'm just remembering the so, promise ring and stuff. Yeah. So I've I've done a couple that are like show posters like okay reimagined show posters similar to the twisted project um but uh all of the jimmy world specific ones are just clarity got it um yeah so looking at a couple of these just watch the fireworks i mentioned on that episode that this looks like the old jvc logo or sony logo from the 80s is that at all what? yeah okay cool because <laughs> it's kind of kind of the vibe but it also uh it also kind of looks like fireworks, like the, absolutely. And so that's know, what I was gonna of, guess is like some of these, in some way, tangentially, probably are inspired by the name of the title and the style of the art, right? Like Clarity's a giant yeah, a little C. bit. Um, uh, a Sunday is a cool looking one that that reminds me of like um, the the Unwritten Law logo or something like that. Um, yeah, like and, a, and kind of like a sun. Too. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, um, so they're they're all over the place. There's not necessarily like a consistent uh, rhyme or reason to the mm-hmm. design behind them. Like uh, the the poster for ten is uh, two like hexagons in the form of an eight because it's track eight. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so it's just just little fun details on each of these. There's no like. You know, and deep. there's only 10 sides visible if you count the uh, edges of the uh, thing. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah that's good there you go. Um, and then I forget what Justin came... When we did Believe in What You Want, Justin had come up with some theory about the the, the sort of zigzagging colors here, but I don't remember what it was. Um, but this is a really cool... Uh, is a really cool vibe, too. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about the blister one. What are we... I've got, we've got a, uh, uh, I, I, again, it's the Swiss style that I absolutely love and the simple like labeling and the track number and everything is just so great. This is a, uh, top left. We got a green circle bottom, right. We've got a black outline with, is that a lighter white on the inside? No, it's not. I think it was no, just it's a weird just a, uh, optical illusion. Just a black circle. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, Kind of has like a cool just juxtaposition. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the green circle was removed from that. Yeah. Uh, black circle. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wish there was like some kind of deep 
meaning behind it. But right. I, I honestly was just listening to each of these tracks while I was designing That's cool. uh, each poster um, and tried really hard to not overthink it and just kind of do what I do yeah, and, man. Uh, and made these visuals. And so this was a couple years into your designing career. Um, what are you designing in? Is this just Illustrator? Is this uh, something, uh, some proprietary software that us non-designers don't know? Uh, no, it's it's uh, Illustrator. Some of them I would like sketch on paper and okay. then like recreate it in Illustrator. Uh, but yeah, primarily used Illustrator for all of these. That's awesome. It yeah. works well for like, you know, these kind of vector style graphics where Absolutely. it's just like a solid color. Yeah. And uh, clean lines. So I know you had mentioned that you kind of got into this because you wanted to find a job that you could work remotely and all that type of stuff. But what is your sort of history with, you know, art and education, uh, your education and your design history and all that stuff? Um, where'd you go to school for it and all those types of things? I think people would like to know. Um, so, yeah, I actually am totally self-taught. Um, I didn't go to design school or anything. Um, I, uh, I went to a school called Belmont here in Nashville to study, uh, music business and thought I wanted to be a booking agent. I used to book, uh, local shows back home and, uh, got a taste of what it was like to work at a booking agency through an internship, uh, while I was in school. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, but, uh, through high school and college, all of my friends were like asking me to, you know, design posters for their shows. And, um, and I would make, uh, custom MySpace layouts. If you remember yeah. good old MySpace. Um, so I would make like, it was like, they were essentially websites for bands. Um, so yeah, all my friends in college would hire me to do you know, miscellaneous graphic design for their music projects. And I would do them for my own music projects. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, just kind of happened naturally and I've just rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's awesome, man. And so have you always worked on, you, you said you had like sort of a mentor and all that type of stuff, but currently you're, you're your own boss now. Yeah. For the most part, um, I guess my clients could be seen as my bosses every now and then, but of course, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it allows for a flexible lifestyle. Still lets me, uh, pursue, you know, music stuff and, um, just really enjoy the creative outlet. Now music obviously inspires your music related pieces, but do you let the music inspire anything that like, you know, a coffee brand or some local business that's looking for something, uh, maybe you're infusing some of that flavor for your own enjoyment when you walk by and see some you know branding element that you created that in one hand has something to do with you know a jimmy world song but you know to them it's just yeah yeah logo or something it's probably not not super direct references but i would say it's impossible to avoid having some kind of influence you know from musical taste and because i'm i'm always listening to music while i'm working like a hundred percent of the time yeah um but yeah, I would say that I the two are d definitely tied together for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, looking forward, All what right, is it that in. you're? Let's see, let's see what uh, I can do. You had talked the about maybe doing do more 
of your own sort of designs outside of work. Do you have any sort of pet project that you want to get off the ground eventually that's like your next your next thing that people should look out for? Um, it's funny that you mentioned a, a coffee brand as an example. Oh, there you go. I've actually I've actually been working on a uh, on launching my own little coffee brand. So nice, dude. Um, You're a it's coffee not necessarily, head. Uh, I'm not a huge coffee. I mean, I I'm I'm not a coffee snob. I drink it. You every know, Jim day, said that too, and then he said he had three <laughs> scales next to his coffee maker. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you see Justin's design? Justin, who just joined the chat. Hey, guys. Um, We we had (laughs) joked with Jim about how he's a closeted coffee head and that uh, he had he had joked that Mr. Coffee had reached out to him to send him like an upgraded system. And he was like, I don't even know what that looks like. And so (laughs) Justin designed the JA90 Mr. Coffee machine. (laughs) It's like the semi hollow body cutout for the water level indicator. And like all this stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, do you follow him on Instagram? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen how much I think he's done at least two or three posts of the uh, of the coffee maker. You know, what bugs me about it, though, is he he must put it away because he pulls it out and the thing's always blinking 12. <laughs> I think it bugs me, man, to no end. You know what? I'll bet it's it. they probably turn the breakers off in the building when they leave. Oh, so he's got that at unit, too. OK. Yeah. That's what I always interpreted. Anyway, welcoming to the chat. Justin. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, uh, <laughs> Charles, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Um, just real quick, I feel like I'm walking into the room and just like, hey, can you guys catch me up? <laughs> what, what have we discussed so far? <laughs> well, we're starting to talk about what he's got coming down the pike. And he had oh, mentioned cool. that he's starting to get his own coffee. I I, I randomly mentioned, you know, as a, uh, as a potential client, some local coffee business. And he uh-huh. said that that's actually something he's looking to get off the ground for himself. As oh, the really? next steps for him, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Are you familiar with uh, like tea bag style single serve coffee by chance? No. The Other than like essentially a Keurig or something, but not yeah. like not like you're doing a tea bag. Yeah, so it's essentially just coffee grounds in a tea bag, and they're they're single serve packets, um, and that is how at least we're going to do our first run of product in single serve packets. So is that it's a little like? Different. The, the Trader Joe's where it's all it looks it's smaller than um, than a K cup and it looks like it's all biodegradable material looks like it uh, but the bottom seems to look like a tea bag rather than just like a punctured hole um, and the nice thing about those is that they fit I think in most coffee makers that's just gonna put the the hot water through it yeah th- this this is really just a uh, I mean it's, it comes in like a uh, like a flat I wish I had one sitting here. It sounds ingenious, and I don't know why I'm not more familiar with this. <laughs> right. It's a it's a relatively new thing. There's a, only a couple companies making them, but they're about this big. Um, this is just a notepad, but uh, they're they come flat, and it's essentially just coffee grounds in a tea bag, like a kind of a mesh tea bag, and you put it in your mug, and you just pour hot water over it, and that's is all it is. It's uh, it's good for like single serve. Like if you're just making coffee for one person, you don't want to get out your pour over and you're, you don't want to make a whole <laughs> pot of coffee. You just want one cup. Yeah. Um, it's good for that. Or if you're like camping or, uh, you know, you know something. what, when you described it as that notepad, when I was in a, a hotel recently, they had one of those, it was in a foil pack, but it was basically like that rectangular pad that came out. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah, great. It was like a single serve. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. So, so we're, uh, we're putting it together. We're still about to place our first order of products. So. Wow. Congrats. Was it fun? Thanks. Well, I guess you said you were yeah. not like that big of a coffee head. Like I was going to say, was it fun? Like going and testing all the different <laughs> roasts and things that you wanted to uh, put your name on and still testing them yeah. uh, regularly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause we want to do more than one roast obviously, but we're going to launch with one, uh, a single origin Costa Rican. Oh, wow. Love it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but we're def- definitely testing some others to um, have some other products down the line. And the other cool thing that we'll uh, circle back around to, uh, Justin, is that Charles has a band called Better Off that I'm very excited to visit. Uh, that And he cites Jimmy Eat World as a big influence for them. So. Oh, yeah? Better yeah. Off. Uh is it, is there any kind of like John Hughes influence with this then? Uh, no, is uh, so we actually used to be called Friends, just Friends, uh-huh. and uh, we ran into some copyright struggles. <laughs> Couldn't put our name on any merch. <laughs> and uh, plus, it's v- extremely hard to find the band Friends on Google. So oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure SEO so is not great. <laughs> We had a we had an album or our first EP as friends was called Better Off Alone and this is in like 2010. I, think. I love it, very fitting. And uh, <laughs> so we just took Better Off and just made that our band name. Nice, awesome. And what do you? Play you could in also that say band? it's a newfound glory reference with yeah. his newfound glory sweater. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I play drums. Oh, okay. In, in Better Off, um, we actually just played a show with uh, Newfound Glory last week. Whoa, that's what? awesome. Kick off <laughs> for their 20th yeah. anniversary of uh yeah. was it Sticks and Stones, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. How was yeah, that? That was amazing. It was f- freaking awesome. Do y'all know uh Further Seems Forever? Yeah. 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 They played. Oh, so that's cool. With Chris, right? With, yeah, I saw footage from them. that. Oh, that was in Nashville. <laughs> My buddy Andrew was at that show. Yeah, nice. that's cool, man. Yeah. Sick. <sighs> My buddy yeah, Andrew's in Nashville. He's a songwriter. He's got like a song like up on iTunes country charts, like for that he wrote for somebody. I, I don't know her name, but um, yeah, he's killing it down there in Nashville. He moved there, oh man, five years ago now probably, and uh, just doing cool. the whole Nashville music thing. Wow, that's awesome. Circle. Where are y'all from? Uh, L.A. Born LA, and bra- pretty much born yeah. and raised. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, we're yeah, West Coast cool. boys. <laughs> Heck yeah, I love the West Coast. It's amazing. Do you come out here often, then? Uh, not super often, but, uh, I got engaged in San Diego, in, Dude, uh, beautiful North County, San Diego, the dreamland. Yeah. <laughs> Encinitas, you're like hunting, hunting for Tom DeLong. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was at Torrey Pines. Oh, State I love Park. Torrey Pines. Yeah. Good Freaking spot. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, we go out there pretty often. Um, not all the time, but make our way out there for sure. Sick. Yeah. And it's only a couple of hours away. David and I haven't been there together yet, but no. I would love to go down there. And, and David can show me around uh, Blinks, you know. Yeah, I'll take you to Lose Records and yeah. Sbrero and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> nice. Well, Charles, before we let you go, is there anything else we've got better off? We've got your coffee company. What's the name of the coffee company that we can? Uh, it's going to be called Steep. So it's ST33P. Dot com is yes. the website. So Love that lead speak. Hasn't really launched <laughs> yet. It's kind of a uh, kind of an ambiguous landing page that we have up there right now. But, all good. All good. Uh, Are we allowed yeah. to put the link in the show notes, even though it's ambiguous? 
Why not? Yeah. yeah. All right. The, the yeah. idea is that everything's evergreen. So somebody might find this in five years and then you'll be off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, so better off, Steve. Outpost Print Co. Anything else that uh, anybody can find your work uh, or anything like that? Um, I guess just you can follow me on Twitter. I post stuff on there pretty regularly. It's just Charles underscore Miller is my username on Twitter. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Justin, any other? I know you weren't here for most of it, but yeah, <laughs> it's OK. I'll listen. I'll listen back later. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to come in, in and introduce myself. Uh, so at least you knew who I was Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah. next time I reach out or comment on one of your your posts or something. But that's really cool to hear yeah. that you've got these other ventures going on, man. Yeah. I always got a bunch of stuff in the in the works. Yeah. He's a creative vagabond and I love it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sweet man. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad we got it worked out timing wise. And uh, we are very excited to see what you got coming in down the pike in the future. Awesome. Great to meet you guys. You too. Man. You too, Charles.